0: Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hi friends, welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 91. First of all, I hope you all had the chance to say Happy Mother's Day to someone special in your life this past weekend. And God sure has been blessing us with such great weather lately. And aren't we always looking for fun things to do with our kids outside in nature? They love to discover things for themselves and enjoy stories, especially true stories from the Bible. That's why I thought today would be the perfect time to go back to Corey's conversation with Don McLafferty from In Discipleship. He combines all these things together with prayer in a fresh and practical way through a Bible prayer walk. It's unique. It's fun and Don's personal story is totally relatable. Also, my friend and teammate, Megan, just put the finishing touches on our May blog post, which adds to this conversation on prayer so beautifully. She's going to give you some simple ways to teach kids to pray with confidence. So when you're done here, be sure to head on over to our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's BibleTheNumberToSchool.com and click on the resources tab to find May's blog on prayer. While you're already on the website, you'll also want to check out our show notes to grab the resources Don talks about today. And of course, don't forget to click on subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Finally, engage with us on our socials at Bible2school on Instagram and Facebook. We just love to engage with our listeners. Ready to hear how to enjoy a Bible prayer walk with the kids in your life? Let's jump on over to Corey's conversation with Don now. Well, we
1: are focusing on the power of prayer this month because May begins with the National Day of Prayer. So that's why I'm so excited to bring back a friend of mine who is passionate about this subject, Don McClafferty from In Discipleship. Welcome, Don.
2: Thank you. It's great to be back.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, for people that don't know you, and I've chatted with you a lot these days, tell us a little bit about yourself and In Discipleship. We'd love to know more about you.
2: Sure. Well, I, I introduce myself this way. First and foremost, I'm a disciple of Jesus. And then I am the joyful husband to my wife, April, for almost 34 years coming up May 2. And then I am the blessed daddy of three children who have now grown up and have uh, flown the coop out of our house, you could say. <laughs> and then I'm president of In Discipleship. And In Discipleship is a volunteer run ministry, global ministry calling children and youth and adults to a daily revival with Jesus. And then once we get the attention, especially of parents and teachers and pastors and people who just love kids, is how to help them be equipped to disciple kids to walk with Jesus, talk with Jesus, and share Jesus with the Holy Spirit's power.
1: Yes, and you are really good at that. And you, you know what I love about In Discipleship and about your approach, Don? It's so simple. And we here at You Can Tell the Children and at Bible to School, we love to make it easy for mm-hmm. people to share Jesus or just, just be close to him in their everyday lives. It's, good. it's not all that hard. And today we're talking about something you put out. It's, it's a new book you have called meet Jesus outside Bible prayer walks. So where did you get the idea? I mean, it's spring at time outside. I'm all about that. Where did you get this idea to write about this subject?
2: Well, when, when April and I saw that our kids were just little and that maybe prayer was becoming something too rote in our home, maybe like, you know, just same old, same old, this daddy, talking about myself, this daddy went outside and I was praying. I said, God, I need some help. I don't know what to do. I don't want prayer to be something that's just like, okay, we're praying at meals, we're praying at family worship, we're praying at certain times, but it's not just their life, not their heartbeat. And so I, I cried out to God as a young daddy. I said, God, what should I do? And I was walking outside when I was praying about this. And and I thought, you know, I go outside almost every day of my life after being in the word. And I pray out there. I thought I should somehow take my kids on a prayer walk. And so it started with in that way. And it really started rough, by the way, our kids were little (laughs) and they were like, what are you doing? (laughs) I said, go find this rock. It's going to be in this Bible story. Go find this tree. And we prayed for different things at each point. And our kids are like, we've never done this before. What are you doing, daddy?
1: Yeah, tell us, let's start with that. What is a Bible prayer walk?
2: Well, <clears throat> these Bible prayer walks in this book are all based on a Bible story, an actual Bible story. You know, kids understand truth about God so much better when it's when it's story-based. Would you agree, Corey? Yes,
1: absolutely. Love Everyone so, loves stories.
2: Yes, big kids do too. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, every one of these Bible prayer walks, the most critical ingredient is of course a Bible story. The next ingredient is that with that Bible story, we look for stories that have items mentioned in the story that you can find out in nature or even in a playground, you know, or, you know, a a park somewhere. And the idea is you take the children outside and you say, you know, for the first part of this Bible prayer walk, we need you to find, let's say, a rock or whatever is mentioned in the Bible story and you need to find it. You need to take us right there to that bush or to that little stream or whatever you can find, or need something with leaves on it. You know, just very simple things. And you go to that place and you, once you find it, you actually read that part of the story with that nature item in it. And you use that as a, as a call to prayer and you pray right there. So you're really combining the Bible story, number one, with Action which kids need to move. They need to walk. They need oh, to get out and yes, do something.
1: They do. They definitely need to move.
2: And then, of course, with prayer and then nature. And so you have four things combined together to make a Bible prayer walk.
1: Well, how many times do you think you should like stop and do that? Like, what does that look like on a Bible prayer walk?
2: Well, that may depend on how old the kids are, because the <laughs> littler the kids are, the quicker. I go usually, Mm -hmm. and so because attention span, you know, just moving like this, changing like that. But most of these Bible prayer walks in this book are like three stops. Some are Mm -hmm. four, Mm -hmm. but it's usually in the range of three to four stops.
1: Wow! And why do you think it's important to incorporate nature into our prayer life? Like, why would you? Well, you you know,
2: let me give you an example from Scripture. In Psalm 19, it says, the heavens are telling of the glory of God and their expanses declaring the work of his hands. And all through scripture, especially the Psalms, there's so many times where God is telling about who he is through nature, through his created works. The book of nature to me is a secondary book to the written word of God. And usually we don't put them hand in hand, but nature is... Active illustration of our creator God.
1: Oh, it is. Like right now, I just see the bursts of blossoms come out, and it's almost like audible, you know, like, yes. wow, you know, God's saying, wow, I, you know, I can have beautiful colors and wow, how much I love you to make you smile when you see gorgeous blossoms outside. Yes. So, yeah, you're right. I never heard it put that way, but it's a secondary book to the Bible. That's cool.
2: Yeah. Corey, I would say, too, and tell me if you agree or not, I find globally, not just in, in the United States, but globally, kids are getting more and more separated from nature.
1: Mm, I agree. They're inside on their phone or their heads down. Yes. Even when they're outside, they're looking down at their phone.
2: And their anxiety is climbing. So God has given us the second book of nature to actually quiet our hearts. Mm. And this is, this is for all ages, by the way, nature. He wants us to get out in nature and to have our hearts quiet, uh, quieted down. And he wants us to be still and know that he is God, the creator God.
1: Oh, I love that. That is really good. So our listeners are saying, you know, okay, I'm a mom, dad, grandparent. I'm a Sunday school teacher. How would, how would I go about leading a prayer walk? Can you walk us through how to lead a prayer walk?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, first in one of these Bible prayer walks, first, of course, pray for the Holy Spirit to capture your heart again, all over again with the power of Jesus in the word. And so I pray first and then I read it and I, I really want to absorb that story in my heart and really grab hold of who is God in this story. And then, then I want to go through in my mind, think about, am I in a city park? Am I at a, a place, a friend's home that actually has a little yard out there? What's my situation? Now, by the way, these Bible prayer walks can be done in the middle of city and even inside if you have to, you know, cause you have to work with, with your reality. Right. But ideally you want to get outside and out the door, but there are some situations that are not safe for that. And so you use whatever nature has come into your your setting, like even potted plants or whatever. I'm serious. You have to think that way today. So you you want to experience it first in the word yourself and picture uh, what your surroundings are so that if if you say to the child, okay, we need a rock next. And the child says, there's not any rocks here. Okay. (laughs) You need to know what you're going to do about that. Or if you're going to say, I need a stream next. And they look at you and say, hey, everything is dry here for the next hundred miles. You need to know how to use your imagination and say, well, can we go to an empty lot right next door or part of the driveway? Can we actually take some rocks or something and make it the shape of a stream bed? And can we imagine that this is the stream in the story?
1: Yeah, imagination. Kids can imagine a lot of things. They're very good with their imagination. So taking them there is a great idea. If you can't be there, you can imagine it all and put it, in it it calms your mind as well. Same mm-hmm. same effect, same effect, yes. and same concentration on God as well. Mm-hmm. So what happens next when you're when you're going through that story and in the in your prayer walk, what what happens after that?
2: Well, when you go outside and you're asking them first about where an item is, you always have the child lead you there. I want to make sure I highlight that. So mm-hmm. we as adults that work with kids, a lot of times we like to to say this is where we're going and we point the way, but it's much more exciting for them if they're the one that finds the, the spot you're looking for and you actually physically follow them. I mean, I put them in the lead and I as adult follow them. Wow. So that's a very key part of this whole thing. You want to get into the discovery mode and catch the excitement. Like you really don't know where this child's going to lead you and the group and you're having a sense of wonder and awe in the story. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that does. It puts you in the in the audience rather than you're directing all this, you're discovering yeah. it together.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you go wherever that child goes and then and you take the word of God with you. You're taking the word of God right right there. And you let the child know we're going to a story, not a made-up story by me. We're going mm-hmm. to a really truly story from the word of God. This really happened. And we just get to have the joy of exploring it together and imagining what it would be like to be in that story. And you go right there, and this little book uh, gives you like a walkthrough, no pun intended, but a walkthrough of what to do at each stop. It gives you some simple things to say. It gives you a passage of scripture to read and some questions. And the questions are exploring questions. So this is not just a tell time, but it's asking, not just telling, but asking the child. So you're exploring with the child.
1: And see, that's what really caught my eye. And that's why I want all our listeners to go and get this. And we're going to talk about that at the end. You actually really have simple ways to connect the kids with the Bible story on this walk. I mean, it's, it's really through the questions, I think, and the activities. Like, I know in cre- the creation one, I just kind of thumbed through the first couple ones. And the hold your breath for 30 seconds. I mean, what kid doesn't love to do that? Okay, everybody hold your breath for 30 seconds. If you can hold your breath for 30 seconds. And then, what are you most thankful for about air? And I thought, well, that gets your whole mind thinking about how important air is. When you don't have it, it's really important, you know, yes. to you. You really know the value of it. And in Noah, God asked Noah to build an ark. And part of that prayer walk that I was reading is that you go into an open area and you say, "Man, God asked Noah to build an ark. No one had ever seen that before, and in, in this big area. And you kind of talk about that. And and you know, what is something that your parents or teachers ask you to do that you've not done before. That gets their critical thinking going. That gets them thinking, you know, hey, applying it to their life. And then my favorite one that I'd read was was Hagar, you know, the Mm -hmm. God who sees me. And that scripture is so cool because kids sometimes feel so little in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always being overlooked or what, you know, all that kind of thing. But they feel invisible sometimes. Yeah, and people don't realize sometimes when you ask them how they are and really focus on them, that just makes them blossom. It makes them light up and make them feel very important and and you know, Hagar was feeling that way too. Man, where are you, God, you know, in my life? And you know, he's the God who sees you. And then the question in your book, which I love, is who is someone that encourages you when you feel sad? Mm-hmm. And to even that opens up such a beautiful conversation, Don And that's why I I think that this is something really worthwhile for our our listeners to get a hold of and even understand that little simple things you can do like this, it's not rocket science. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Does God speak in an audible voice today? We get this question a lot at Bible to School. There's quite a number of times recorded in the Bible where God audibly talked with humans. So it is certainly within the realm of possibility that God could still audibly speak to someone today. However, we need to keep in mind that all the instances of God audibly speaking occurred over thousands of years ago, and His speaking was the exception rather than the usual way He communicated. Today, if anyone would claim they heard God's audible voice, that message needs to be held up to Scripture, for God does not contradict Himself. We know that God does speak to us today, though not necessarily audibly, through his holy word, the Bible. So tell me, Don, like how has prayer walks impacted your family? Mm,
2: You know, so I started out by saying it started out pretty rough because the kids were like, what? What is this? Like shriveled up their little noses and looked up at daddy like, what are you doing? They'd been on hikes with me and they'd prayed with me, of course, many times in our home growing up when they were little kids, but they didn't put the two together. And so with that rough beginning, I was curious to see, would this be something that they would enjoy or not? And for the first several times, it was awkward because it wasn't in the context that they were used to. But then quite quickly with prayer, I mean, I'm saying prayer, private prayer, I would pray and say, God, now I need help. And maybe I'm not doing this in a gentle way or a patient way, or maybe I'm doing it just in my own daddy way that's not connecting to the kids. So I prayed for help. And, you know, God's going to hear that prayer of any of us as parents. And it started catching, and they started enjoying it. And so we did it as the kids grew up. And one day, our teenage son, I was out hiking with him. Not a prayer walk, just hiking. We, let Our family likes to hike.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: we were just alone, just both of us. And he turned to me and he said, Dad, I want to take you on a prayer walk. And it wasn't just cool to me. It brought tears in my eyes because I had prayed and prayed year after year. Oh, God, I want these prayer walks to be a part of who he is. And he needs to contextualize it and make it his own style and his own way. He took me on a prayer walk and I could see that everything that we had been doing for the, all those years, he absorbed it. And now he led me in the word and in nature to reach up to God. And my heart was thumping. Oh. So that's just one example how it's impacted our, our family.
1: Wow. And think, I think of the grandparents out there too. A lot of times kids want to go and be with their grandparents and. What a cool way to connect with your grandkids as yes. well. I mean, not yes. just your kids. This is this is a cool way to do it.
2: Or uncles and aunts, you know, that you know with their nephews nieces.
1: Yeah, and they and they go back to their parents and say we went on a prayer walk, and then they get to explain that. So it's even, yes. even more fun. You can ripple it out into the family. I love it. I love it. So I have a basic question for you because you work with children and you know your own children. But what is so important? or I should say, why is it so important that we teach our kids how to pray early on in their life?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, prayer, of course, is not just a church thing. It is a us and God thing. I can say it that way. (laughs) And it's, some people say prayer is powerful. I'm more comfortable saying that God is powerful. Mm -hmm. And so we want children to be able to connect with Jesus Christ and to know His power and to get comfortable right from the word go, right from their earliest little thoughts, to know that Jesus hears you. I say Jesus, of course, God the Father also hears. Him, but I'm saying this because with children, it's often easier to talk to them about Jesus, I think, to help them know that, that God hears you. He really listens. He cares about what you're saying. And He also loves to hear what you want to share with Him. This is important to get embedded into the way they operate when they're little. Then it becomes a second nature. Oh, I'm really angry, and I can talk to Jesus right now. Oh, I'm really happy, and I can talk to Jesus right now. I'm really sad. I'm, I'm alone. I can talk to Jesus right now. And these prayer walks, by the way, are a gentle way to incorporate prayer into real life stories that really happen to show how the characters, which are featuring, by the way, both Boys and girls, you could say to scripture, men and women, how did these people relate to God? And how can we relate to him also in our good and bad times? You mentioned Hagar. You know, that's a, that's a, a sad story with beautiful pictures of, of, the, of our grace filled God in the sad story. Kids need to know if I'm in a sad story, I can know this same God too.
1: Ah, oh, that's wonderful. And we, and we need to know that. Absolutely. We as adults need to know that, not just kids. Right. Thank you so much for putting together this prayer walk. I meet Jesus outside Bible prayer walks. It's like a field guide and so easy to, to do, so easy to understand. I am going to go do that this weekend. So I just wanted to let you know I'm going on my first prayer walk this weekend. Good. Yeah. And so what, what, you go ahead and end us in prayer, Don. We just really appreciate what you've done here. This tool is great.
2: Absolutely. Let's pray, dear God in heaven. There may be a grandpa or a grandma, an uncle or aunt, a mom or a dad, or a big brother, a big sister that's listening right now and and is wondering, how can I help the kid in my life connect with Jesus as their best friend and be able to know that they can have, that children can have a dialogue with God all the time? And God, I just pray that you will take this simple tool and give it wings. Let it be a tool that anybody can use to get us back into the word, get children especially back into the word, to trust the written word of God and to know that nature is a second book where they can run to and see the glory of God in what he made. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. And one last thing, Don, where can we get this prayer book?
2: Okay, I have good news and bad news. The bad news is you can't buy it anywhere on the planet. The good news is you can go to indiscipleship.org, so i n discipleship.org, and you can get it as a free downloadable option right there. If you are someone listening and you represent a larger group, we can ship you a box, but we're all volunteers, so sending out one at a time to hundreds of people would be pretty difficult.
1: Wow. We appreciate this resource and downloadable or groups of people or getting it online. You are amazing, Don, and we appreciate you and in discipleship and I'm going to go on my prayer walk. Thank you so much. See you. God
2: bless you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a great way to shift your kids into discovery mode this summer and connect them to the God who made nature, no TV, no technology, just quiet hearts and willing spirits ready to experience the Word of God through our senses in nature on a fun Bible prayer walk. Don's book will help you do this even better. It's called Meet Jesus Outside Bible Prayer Walk, and it's available on his website at indiscipleship.org. You can download this free book or order in Bach from his organization. Be sure to check it out, referenced in our show notes. If you would like more resources on sharing the Bible with children, or you want to learn more about bringing the Bible to your local public school, contact us at BibleToSchool.com. We would love to hear from you. Well, I hope you were encouraged to try something a little new with prayer today. I know I sure was. And be sure to stop in here next week for another important conversation on a topic you don't often hear about, teaching kids how to steward grief. Well, you won't want to miss this episode. So friends, have a wonderful week. And remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus.